Hello, and welcome to the Re-Re-Read podcast, where we consider what contemporary writers like you and me can learn from classic literature. Today's topic is The Brothers Karamazov, How to Make a Novel of Ideas Less Boring. Book two of The Brothers Karamazov is drolly titled An Unfortunate Gathering, and it unfolds rather like an episode of The Simpsons with the Dalai Lama and Richard Dawkins guest starring. That setup shows us how you might delineate the stakes in your own great big novel of ideas without resorting to dry dialogue among proponents of various positions. First off, you can have that dialogue occur in a confined space which, for physical as well as social reasons, is difficult to get out of. Dostoevsky uses the cell of Father Zasima, Alyosha's elder at the monastery. Next, you can have your well-meaning young protagonist bring his embarrassing family to meet the person he reveres most in the world, and you can have that family include the drunken buffoon of a father who immediately freaks out in a verbal paroxysm of shame before this representative of God. A cheap little clock on the wall struck twelve hurriedly and served to begin the conversation. "'Precisely to our time,' cried Fyodor Pavlovich. "'But no sign of my son, Dmitri. "'I apologize for him, sacred elder.' Alyosha shuddered all over at sacred elder. "'I am always punctual myself, minute for minute, "'remembering that punctuality is the courtesy of kings.' "'But you are not a king anyway,' Musov muttered, "'losing his self-restraint at once. "'Yes, that's true, I'm not a king, "'and would you believe it, Pyotr Alexandrovich, "'I was aware of that myself. "'But there, I always say the wrong thing.' "'Your reverence,' he cried with sudden pathos, "'you behold before you a buffoon in earnest. "'I introduce myself as such. "'It's an old habit, alas, "'and if I sometimes talk nonsense out of place, "'it's with an object, "'with the object of amusing people "'and making myself agreeable. "'One must be agreeable, mustn't one?' "'This goes on at considerable length. "'At one point Musov, a family friend, interrupts again. "'Fyodor Pavlovich, this is unbearable. "'But this only serves to extend the rant, "'which seems to be Musov's aim.' Add to this mix the impressive atheist brother, Ivan, who has published an article on the separation of church and state, he's against it, as it turns out, and the mysteriously absent brother Dmitri, on whose behalf the meeting was actually called in the first place. Then throw in a bunch of women who've come to seek Zasima's blessing, and a girl in a wheelchair who has mischievous eyes and a thing for Alyosha. Also, make Zasima ill, practically on death's doorstep, so that Alyosha's worried he's going to collapse at any second. All of these people articulate some theological position or conundrum. In the women's and Fyodor's cases, their dilemmas cause them the most excruciating suffering. For instance, one woman is in agony because the last of her children has died, and she cannot stop mourning for him. Worse, she feels it's wrong to keep mourning the way she does because she knows the baby's in heaven with God, and yet that doesn't console her. Zasima gives her some not entirely bad advice about grieving. Consolation is not what you need. Weep and be not consoled, but weep. Only every time that you weep, be sure to remember that your little son is one of the angels of God, and that he looks down from there at you and sees you, and rejoices at your tears, and points at them to the Lord God. And a long while yet will you keep that great mother's grief. But it will turn in the end into quiet joy, and your bitter tears will be only tears of tender sorrow that purifies the heart and delivers it from sin. And I shall pray for the peace of your child's soul." The whole episode, however, is anything but peaceful. As soon as Zosima has calmed this poor soul, and I believe we are supposed to wonder for how long, there's another one begging for his help. 
and that's before he returns to a cell and starts a lengthy discussion with Ivan on his article, while Fyodor threatens to melt down again, and Dmitri, who loathes his father, could still show up. In short, the monastery is not a place of calm reflection, at least not on this day. It's a place of chaos where people desperate to love and obey God clamor for answers, even as others stroll in to call religion's very purpose into question. It's this background of chaos that will, I think, keep us reading through Ivan's and Zosima's arcane debate. They're not having this discussion on some mountaintop. The human consequences of even the finer points of their conversation are happening all around them. The discussion format is still necessary, not only to lay out all the ideas for later examination in the narrative, but also to begin to reveal Ivan's character. Dostoevsky earns our patience with and interest in these large, dense blocks of text through the tragic comedy that has preceded them. And you can do the same.